0: You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. This is Grand Design Podcast with DJ and Jerry Grant, where we link the chains of reason of sports, politics, and culture.
1: Welcome back to the Grand Designs Podcast, episode 19. Can't believe there's that many of them. Uh, just to let you know how to get a hold of us, our website is Grand Designs Podcast.com. Email is Grand Designs Podcast at com. You can follow us on Twitter uh, at Grand Designs Pod and Instagram is Grand Designs Podcast. Um, today should be a short um, podcast, but. Uh, Oh, and just to introduce, I am DJ Grand, and I'm here with my brother, Jerry. Good day. And today, once again, should be a short podcast. Uh, We're first going to talk a little bit about the NHL officiating and the current Stanley Cup playoffs.
0: Yeah, I think we're going to discuss the Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Finals when the Blues, uh, a call was not made. I personally, after watching it, I didn't see it live, but seeing it, The next morning, replay after replay after replay, it was not a penalty. Uh, The refs did not make a mistake in that. So this whole thing, when Boston getting upset, yeah, they had to go their way. But the Blues also had to go their way when they played San Jose. They had a very bad penalty goal against them that was actually a penalty. It was a hand pass. Didn't get called. The Sharks won that game. Then the Blues came back and won the series. Well, actually, this call went against Boston. Boston, the guy, was tripped.
1: And then and St. Louis ended up scoring the goal, but Perron but, ended up scoring. Yeah, it.
0: that's what I'm saying. It wasn't even a penalty. So I, I, I don't include this in a bad call because it wasn't a penalty. Uh, if you watched last night's game, Marchant tripped. He took his knee, stuck it out and right into the leg of the guy against the board and the guy went backwards. That was a trip. This play, the Boston skater was skating backwards. The St. Louis player was looking away skating forward and they collided. It was not a penalty. Now, the well, St. Louis player made a mistake You're by responsible looking. for your
1: stick. That's the argument, and it hit stick. Dick, get underneath his, his skates.
0: Again, okay. I didn't see that part. I was looking at the leg because they were saying it was a trip. They didn't say anything with the stick. It, again, yes, you are responsible, but you know we played hockey. How many times that the idiot skating tripped over our stick? It wasn't us sticking the stick in there. And I'm am t- going back to that. That this was on a pen. now. It wasn't a penalty on the Blues, but they, the guy himself, he acted like he was going to get a penalty. And then it was a reaction when it didn't get called was even, was even worse. Cause it did it was surprised. It, it made it look like it was a penalty. It was in Boston. The Boston fans went nuts. Yes, I would, uh, agree that, hey, look, Boston had to go the other way when they got a gift of a non-call. And now they're complaining about it. But the coach, he was just, hey, move on. You know, next game, you know, fortunately that wasn't game seven. He had a good point. And now I kind of think that they're actually going to pull this out because St. Louis is—they're too close to doing something they've never done before. You could tell that, and it, not last night, but before that, they were asking the players did you sleep. And for all three nights, every player on St. Louis, no, hardly any—they're too giddy. The cup was—they were bringing out the cup was there. It was at their grasp. So they're just too giddy about it. Well, one thing to their advantage is they're a better road team, which
1: seems ironic, but they seem to the playoffs to be a better road team. But as you were saying earlier, it went for them in the San Jose series, and I think I interrupted you. But, no, it uh, went,
0: you know, it went against them in no, San Jose. San Jose
1: hand That's, cre- that's it. correct.
0: You're right. It went against them in the hand pass, and ones. then they got the goal and they lost the game. That's correct. After that, they said the same exact thing that Boston's saying right now. Put it aside. I don't remember if it was game two or three. Put it aside. They came back and won those next two games. I think they won it in six. Uh, so they closed them out. They, they, they didn't let uh, San Jose didn't win after that. This could be the same um, case where the so-called non-penalty, and now they're going to lose the next two games. Well,
1: here's my problem with it is Boston's complaining and saying, I, I hear it all the time, let them play, let them play. So when the refs actually do let them play and don't make a call – Boston's up in arms. It's a contradiction.
0: Yeah, well, they let them play last night. with Like mar Chant, I mean, sticking that leg out. Uh That wasn't letting them play. But, yes, yeah, there's where it gets into the home team. Look, they could cross-check how you broke your neck, and they're going to say let them play because it's the home team. They want the winning is so – important now but it doesn't come with i, I don't know if i'm going to use this word correctly chivalry where they don't care about you know letting the guy get back up again it's almost like ufc fighting where they just jump on him and pound and pound but it's gone to the point to where now it's cheating and breaking the rules is okay if you don't get caught if you're not cheating you're not winning all those cliches but now in our culture it's coming out to where literally uh you didn't make that call how outrageous uh That's the Boston fans complaining about it when just the series before they had it go their way and they were, oh, you know, that's the way it is. You know, man up, you know, on the next game. Different story. I agree. You're correct.
1: But the last thing I want to say is when the officiating say they don't want to be the problem, they don't want to be the cause of the outcome of the game, but sometimes a non call is going to cause the outcome of the game like this one did.
0: That's their mistake. That yes. they, should, they should really just say, look, if it's a penalty in the first minute, it's a penalty in the last minute. It doesn't matter. And there's
1: my biggest problem with NHL and hockey in general is there's no consistency. If it's a penalty in the beginning of the season, it should be a penalty during the playoffs too. And it's not. It's a
0: to- two different seasons as far as right. penalties and are called. That, that's got to stop. Until that stops, that, that's you're going to have these kind of issues all the time.
1: All right, moving on to our second topic. It's We're going to be talking about the NFL possible player stoppage after the current
0: CBA runs out. Yes, before my brother gets into some specific topics about it, what I will just say is to all you NFL fantasy players out there who love playing fantasy football, you're looking forward to your draft, you've done your research, you better do a good job this year because it's going to be your last for a while. I really believe, and you can go back and play this a year from now that this podcast is episode – that this strike is going to be a long one. It's going to replicate the NHL where they lost a whole year. And the union is literally, they are coming out and they're giving all the warning signs that it's going to be a long strike. And we can get into why it's going to be a long strike right now. Well, first of
1: all, it, there's two sides of this. Anyone who's on the NFL side is basically saying, no, no, we're going to renegotiate. It's, it's not a problem. But on the Players Association side, they're warning their players to save. Well, that
0: it it, it it could be a stoppage, and they're, they're going to need the money. The NFL came out and said, we're in current negotiations right now, which the contract is for the 2020 season. So, yes, this is 2019. Of course, they're in negotiations right now. They are so far apart – I know of one major issue. You've got a couple others that it's literally they're out to get a set agenda for this negotiation of this contract. Um, so go ahead. Well, just
1: to show how far apart they actually are, the uh, president of the NFLPA, Eric Winston, he tweeted, any conversation with NFL owners will be with the re- – will be a renegotiation for a new deal not an extension at our board meetings we told everyone to prepare for a work stoppage nothing has changed and that was march 26 2019 they're they're saying it's probably going to stop
0: yeah i've heard uh, i think maurice i don't know his last name he is the uh, i think the president of the union association and he came out and said save your money to tell the players now to save their money The problem with that is got the rookies coming in next year. you got the rookies coming in this year. And are they going to save their money? And I don't know how many times you've heard when it comes to uh, money issues with the uh, professional athletes. they got Lamborghinis. Do you know the insurance cost for a Lamborghini if that justifies the million-dollar salary? So he's coming out and telling his constituents right now, I represent you. Get ready for a long strike. I agree. It's going to be a long one. Now, I read an article that they're planning to literally imitate, like I said earlier, the NHL. They want to lose a whole, a whole season, but they're out for one major issue, which we're going to get to. But I'll let you start with the other issues first.
1: Well, first, they're, they're looking at guaranteed contracts. Um,
0: not going to happen. Well, which sports guarantees their contracts right now? There is one sport, I don't know if it's baseball or basketball, that guarantees the contract. But this will not happen in the NFL because – how many times does a player step on the field, uh, and I will uh, give a name that Detroit fans know, uh, Javion, or I hope it's Javion Best. hope I'm saying his name right. He's a running back four or five years ago, was drafted out of California, had a great first rookie season. I mean, he lit it up. They thought they had the replacement to Barry Sanders. The very next year, he blows his knee out. The NFL is not going to guarantee that contract. They're not guaranteeing contracts. Well, not going to happen. A side issue that is the franchise
1: tag. They're talking about re- redoing or at least changing now, some of the that, franchise.
0: Tag. I agree with they need that needs to be changed. But that's not that won't hold up this strike. That will not be the issue for the players holding out. But the franchise tag is a problem with the NFL and the players. Uh, well, although Kurt Cousins made a lot of money because of that franchise tag. A lot of money. And it also caused
1: Le'Veon Bell to sit out for an entire season because of the franchise well, tag. So I, it goes both ways. Well,
0: see, there's where it's the flaw, because they're based on the top five salaries of the current contracts of your position. Le'Veon Bell was not even close to the second, third, fourth, and fifth person. So to average all those in, I agree with him. But as it all came out, he's not getting any more money for the Jets than he would have offered for Pittsburgh. He sat out. He did not He did not gain Anything from that – Well, maybe he did not principle. He, the only thing he gained was leaving the team. That's the only thing he gained. There was no financial reward for what he did. Now, running backs are paid different than quarterbacks. They have a different even lifespan. The average uh, r- life in a running back is like three and a half to five years. And they're, they're out of the league. Quarterbacks are a little bit longer. I think even offensive linemen last long. Defensive line is, is not that long. Linebackers are not that long. They get hurt. So I get the security they're going well, for. But the average,
1: not. average of players in the NFL career is
0: four years. Okay. They're not going to get a guaranteed contract. Cause some of these contracts are for, uh, like Stafford's contract. We're going to pay them 26 million this year, 30 million coming up. And I think that was a six year deal.
1: Well, another part of the money is, rookie contracts because of like Stanford when he came in and they signed him to a big contract because he was well, the number one pick. And now they're talking about somehow readjusting that.
0: They've already done that. And they're going to do it again. Because now it was to where it was outrageous to where you had, I'm not sure if Stafford was in this class or not, but you had rookie quarterbacks coming in, never taking a snap, and they were going to make more money than uh, veteran players. Based on what their projection was, number one pick, you know, in the draft, they then re in, uh, the NFL reclassified that to where there's rookie contracts now, and really it benefits the owners and, and the teams because Baker Mayfield. Uh, he's under contract now for the next four years at a very dirt cheap price because the rookie contract.
1: Well, the NFL did this so the teams won't hurt themselves, which is kind that's of, the whole point. Wrong. I mean, let them hurt themselves. They did to them. They're doing it. They're agreeing to the contract.
0: If the owners say yes and sign it. They can't complain about it. That's the problem. They have to control themselves, and sometimes they can't. It's that old adage that, uh, like, for example, you have the owner of the Kansas City Chiefs who let uh, Kareem Hunt go, and the Browns owner picked him up right away. So you got one owner, you know, doing the right thing, and then another owner is he wants him. Doesn't matter about his character, what he did. Don't care. I want a championship. So again, what other owners will pick him up? So you got that owner thinking, well, if I let him go, this guy's going to pick him up. So that that's in the back of the head. But getting back to the the contract, they're not getting a guaranteed contract. That is, that, and that won't be the holdup either. That will not be the holdup for this contract. I agree. I don't
1: think they'll get it either. The next. Uh issue is reduction in broadcast revenue. And the reason they're doing uh, or looking at that is not because of ABC or, or NBC or all those, those big networks. It's because Twitter and Amazon they're, I think it was Amazon that got, are paying well, it was Amazon who pays $50 million and Twitter pays $10 million per season. And that they're, they're talking about could change the dynamic of the revenue. When you say
0: company. reduction in broadcasting uh, revenue they
1: want they they want – the NFL Players Association wants a reduction of it.
0: The, they want less money or they want – Let me read it. This is
1: from ESPN in 2017, ESPN.com. Television rights fees have been the largest driver of the NFL's economic explosion in the past decade. But recent upheaval in the broadcast and cable industries and noble ratings dip in 2016 has prompted a fair question. Will the gravy train end? If it does, it's unlikely to come in this – in the latest window. Contracts with CBS, Fox, NBC, and ESPN will run through the 2021 season. The NFL already has begun transitioning to over-the-top internet broadcast, partnering first with Twitter and then with Amazon. And like I said,
0: uh, Amazon was
1: $50 t- million and Twitter play- paid $10 million per season.
0: Okay, so that's $60 million to our ESPN, ABC were paying $300 million, right? Yes. Okay, well that's just good. Hey, so the money the pl- is coming players are going to get
1: less. The players are, go- well, if the $50 million, I mean that's – they're getting more. So, so the, the players unit, are going to want to tip
0: – they want to dip into that. Well, that's not going to happen because the owners are going to make their money. They have, they have their profit margins. So they're not, that's not going to happen. Well, the whole point
1: is that they, they think they're making more money so the players want some share of that. I mean I didn't uh, – I think the the players gave up, they were less than 50% of the revenue sharing um, last time. They were 50% before, and then they got just below 50%. And now with this increase of more money they're getting, they're going to be wanting more money out of that. When I
0: heard reduction in revenue, that looks like it's going to be an increase in revenue because they're going to get more money streaming it. Reduction
1: in broadcast revenue because no longer ABC, Fox, Yeah, but will they make
0: more streaming it? who knows you see then? that's the whole thing NFL NFLs gambling there cuz the president hasn't been set yet i mean the the abc contracts go through 2021 this contract's 2020 now I could see them waiting until the new contract is signed. Because if ABC signs a three hundred million, ESPN, then yeah, they're going. to they're Well, it could
1: also ahead. be that the Twitter and Amazon sets a new standard, and then Fox and so, all those go up. So as you're well. going to, yeah,
0: you're going to have to wait and see what happens. But okay, I really don't. That's that, that's a wait and see kind of thing. Because how do you know how much revenue is coming in the future? Now I know. We know what ESPN's paid. We don't know about the streaming, but yeah, that's a way. The streaming is a way of the future. Cable's going to go out the door.
1: The next is, uh, officiating, basically computer, computerized officiating.
0: Not in football. Can't, not, not in football. Can't do it. Baseball, yes. Football, no.
1: Well, according to the same ESPN.com article, behind the scenes, the league has reached the possibility of placing GPS like chips in footballs on goalposts and on the goal line.
0: No. It's- okay. Uh, that I could see. But that's just going having a, a human official on the field, and then it just goes up to the booth to what whatever that chip says, you know, or if a light goes off when it crosses the goal line, it's a touchdown. Yeah, that I can see. I thought they meant like in baseball, replacing the ump with the computer box.
1: Well, eventually that could happen. I mean, as it as the technology develops, eventually that could be Correct. what happens. I don't but think. But this is the start of that.
0: But I don't think they'll ever replace a human ref because you got to have that ref throw the flag on holding. Now, now you're talking computer chips in their jerseys. Uh,
1: Not just that. Well, like I said, once gloves, the technology advances, they could have the computers looking for those holdings, and and maybe every if it if it's reality, every play would get a flag.
0: Right. But I'm got to say that's got to hold off until the technology gets there for them to even bring that up in negotiations. Well,
1: it's going to happen in little steps. Those, the, like I said, the GPS. So the first step could is very the goal well part. happening. Yeah.
0: Is the end zone? I, okay. Okay. Uh.
1: Uh. There's two more issues. It's player supply changes. Uh, there's anecdotal revelations earlier in the decade an in the decrease of Pop Warner participation, presumably a result of concussion concerns from parents. The decrease is not yet manifested at the high school level, according to the latest numbers from the National Federation of State High School Association. So it will take some time to impact the NFL. But there is a problem, at least here in Michigan. Um, according to the Michigan High School Football Coaches Association, uh, the Michigan High School Athletic Association representative Council passed a bill that prescribing the following limitations on full contact practices in-season reduction from 90 minutes to 30 to per week to 30 minutes which is next to nothing they're not not, not gonna be able to improve their skills whatsoever let alone learn how to be, to tackle and to get tackled preseason reduced from three hours per day plus scrimmages to a total of six hours per per week. Think about that from three hours per day to six hours total per week. How are they going to be able to improve their skills? That's three, two uh, hour practices. high school level.
0: No, they won't. Well, they make it even worse. There's a, some, I don't know if it's national or if it's local, but they're trying to outlaw tackling for the pop Warner up until you can't play tackle football until you're in high school. Now if that goes through. We're in trouble because you're going to have a lot of injuries dealing with and then you're going to get not being able to do practice for the hours it's all the concussion they're trying to stop, and I get it, but to take the physicality out of football, and then to play flag football for Pop Warner, and then when you get to high school, you're starting to hit, they're not going to know how to do it. They're going to know how to protect themselves. They're the training, but even these regulations will make it even harder.
1: It's going to make it so, worse. They're not going to be able to, like I already said, learn how to tackle, learn how to get tackled. And that is going to cause more injuries. And then we'll be less people wanting to play football because of it.
0: Mark Cuban said, I think a year ago, the NFL will not be in existence in 20 years. And I think he's right.
1: Well, this is because of the NFL, this is because of the no, high school. No, that's level. the
0: whole point. It's the whole CTC, the brain. I work with someone right now who basically, if his son wants to play football, yeah, okay, but he is not any way gonna move him to that. He's not gonna suggest it. And matter of fact, he doesn't want him to play. And that's just one. It's not even had. To, well, what's different because he wants to play uh lacrosse. Well, that's, that's just that's just as rough. Hockey's just as rough too. So what are you gonna put him in? I
1: was just thinking the CTE problem is gonna carry over to the NHL too. You're gonna they still have concussions in the NHL,
0: but it's gonna be the death of the NFL because they don't they don't want the tackling, the collision now. Ten years ago, that whole collision, the safeties coming up and going that head-to-head, that was the main draw of the NFL. It's gotten to where now it's going the opposite direction. So I think Mark Cuban's going to be right. So that's something that's going to be uh, down the road. It's going to hurt the NFL. I don't think it's going to hurt the uh, – it's going to come in the ne- negotiation. It's going to be more of a development. The skills won't be there in drafts down the road. They're
1: planting the seeds right now because those seeds aren't going to grow. Correct. And then you're not going to have players. Exactly. The last and, and issue that's really going to affect the the current CBA is the disempowerment of Roger Goodell. This
0: is it. This is the one that's going to be the uh, backbreaker. Everything else will be settled and okay. But they the the players union wants to literally make Roger Goodell powerless or the commissioner himself. Now, back when Paul Tagliabue was the commissioner, there were people that were kind of voicing their opinion that he needed to come down on the players. He wasn't being stern enough. He wasn't being that principal to keep the players in line. You had all these off-site, ins, uh, off-field off-site, off-field issues. Uh, an owner um, was doing things that uh, shouldn't be done. So they're literally going to tag me, but you got to rein the players in control. He retires and in comes Goodell. And if you remember from day one, Goodell brought the hammer down from day one. The Tom Brady uh, deflate gate put it over the edge to where even Ezekiel Elliott in the, the domestic dispute, uh, whatever Goodell's punishment is, they took to federal court. They weren't going to accept his ruling. They want the ruling out. And again, it didn't matter if Tom Brady was guilty. It didn't matter if Ezekiel Elliott was guilty. It was basically the union trying to tell the NFL he's not going to basically discipline our players. Well, that's my
1: problem with the union in the larger aspect, not just football, but in the larger aspect of the union. They don't care about justice. It, look, I agree with standing up for rights. That's uh, – anyone who stands up for rights, whether it's workers or playing football, I get that. But you're not standing up for rights when someone beats someone. It's on tape in an elevator and then the union d- defends them. That's not standing up for rights. That's just defending them for the sake of defending
0: my, my – Back in the 20s, nearly 30s when GM and even Henry Ford had those horrible working conditions that wouldn't even fly with OSHA today, I get it. I understood completely what the union was trying to do. How they went about it was a different story, but I get the whole safety and the wage. You know, these they would call them titans of industry. They were making a lot of money off and just paying these people, and it wasn't a really a living wage. So I get it back then. That isn't the case now. Now, I can tell you personally from 30 years of health care, Industry where the union has gotten their more than their feet wet, they've come in and they have no clue. This is the UAW who went into a nursing home and represented the nursing home workers. They have no clue how a nursing home, how people are taken care of. This is not making cars on the auto industry, but in the auto, basically, if someone has a drinking problem, you can't fire them you got to rehabilitate them. Once again, they don't care about justice. That's my and biggest
1: that, problem with the union. They, that, the
0: justice is, is not even in their, their paradigm. And that came in with the health care, that it wasn't about someone who abuses a resident, can't fire them. You gotta, no, 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 no. You have to because there are other people out there who basically aren't being – they're being abused too, but no one's catching them. So the, the union was trying to protect these people, and yet the care was going down. So it almost goes down to where the union is just trying to make a power struggle that they don't want the NFL to discipline their players when the union themselves, they don't want to discipline their players. Well, they want to go to arbitration and anyone but Roger Goodell. But my thing is, again, and I'm going to use – Ezekiel Elliott was a difficult one, but Tom Brady in the deflate gate was clear cut. They busted him. He cheated, period. And the union didn't like him coming out with four games. And how long did that, did that drag on when it could have been just, hey, serve your time. It's over. That went four, what, two years into the courts until he actually, and he still served the four games. The NFL got exactly what they wanted. It just went a longer route. And because of this, the union did not like how they came out with pretty much mud on their face because they, they didn't do anything for Brady. Except the only thing they did, and they did, the same thing for Ezekiel Elliott, they dragged out the suspension. And, and here's my problem. Jerry Jones was more or less backing it because he didn't want to see him suspended for six games. He wanted his star running back on the field. So this is an owner who basically is employing Goodell and, and wants Goodell to basically discipline these players. But in this aspect, he's basically, no, no, no. It's my team, my team, my team.
1: That's pragmatism. The we the just means. talked
0: about how these, these owners can't control themselves. And Jerry Jones is a classic example. And he was coming out and it was set because Roger Goodell, he was almost saying he was agreeing with the union only because it was his player, Ezekiel Elliott. And again, the facts of those was uh, a domestic uh, uh, abuse case that never got tr- tried. The were tr- dropped, but Goodell basically uh, went through and punished him anyways, even though he wasn't found guilty in a court of law, just like currently with Tyreek Hill. That's not being pursued criminally anymore, but he, Goodell's not letting him back in the league. There's going to be some discipline there. And the NFL, the union, they've already brought up how they want to fight that. So the the Players Union is going to fight for Tyreek Hill to be allowed to play.
1: Another instance where they don't care about justice. They just care about their, their union f- member.
0: The member, exactly. that. No, even though this guy did something wrong and egregious, it's okay. You can't kick him out of the league. You can't do it. you got to... Basically rehabilitate him back or – as long as he understands he made a mistake and this goes back to they're using the union as Adrian Peterson as a good example. When I hear, again, things aren't going real well with that on the other side of that, but that's a personal matter with his children. But when it gets brought into the media and the union's using it as a negotiation ploy that Tyreek Hill should play because – Peters playing. Again, it just goes back to the union wanting to show their power that they can protect the player no matter what they did. Right and wrong isn't the issue. It's we get to protect them and how dare you discipline our player.
1: Now, What's the point of the commissioner then? If they do get their way and they end up winning, which I don't think they will. I really don't. I think the NFL will win on this. They'll stand and die on this issue. However, it, let's just say they do get their way. What would be the point of having a commissioner?
0: Well, I agree. But what's the point if they go to arbitration? And Brady's still suspended for four games. They're going to pull the same crap, go to someone else now? Because they, what it boils down to, I'm not hearing what I want to hear, so we're going to go somewhere else. I get the whole appeal process. But what all this is saying is the union is saying, we don't like this verdict. We want to hear it from you. All right, so now they, if they were to wipe out the commissioner's power and they go to arbitration, and the arbitrator says, no, suspended a whole season. Now what's it going to be? It
1: could be. A little a bit of the Trump derangement syndrome. Anybody, well, no matter what Trump says, he's wrong. Well, no matter, no matter what Goodell says, he's wrong. So they're just going to fight him no matter what.
0: Well, I think that's where it's going. And that's this is what's going to hold up. And the, You're going to lose a whole season because of this one issue right here. The union wanted to take the power away from the commissioner. And it won't happen. I think the NFL will let it go. They will bring in replacements. And they will also, they'll let it stretch out enough to where the players will tell the union, they'll force them, I'm crossing the line. I got to go back. I got to make my money. So I think when Maurice, I forget his last name, the NFL uh, president, the union's president came out and said, save your money. NFL's doing the same thing to the owners. Hey, get ready for a long strike. Get ready for bringing in whatever replacements you want to call them. The scabs is the term that they use. Whatever they're going to do to bring in replacement players, they're telling the owners now to get ready for that. And it may be a year, a year and a half before the players come back and cross the line. So I think you're going to have a stalemate coming up here. So again, fantasy players, people love the NFL. Enjoy this year because it's going to be the last year for a while.
1: Well, just to clarify, the NFLPA president is Eric Winston. He's the one who came out and tweeted that to prepare for the work stop. Who's Maurice? He's the one that I'm
0: always hearing talking. He's the NFL. I thought he could be the the union representative, but that might be it. Could be it because, uh, yeah, that could be it. But anyways, I still think there, it's going to be a long, drawn-out process just to rid the commissioner of his powers. And it, it will not happen. They will, The NFL will make it go as long as they can with the replacements or what have you to where the players will cross. But mind you, it will be like the NHL. They will lose a whole season over this.
1: Well, the NHL just didn't just lose a season. They lost a lot of popularity too. It, it really hit
0: I, them. I think that's what the, the Players Association doesn't realize they're flirting with. The, uh, uh, right now, the NFL is king of the hill. It was baseball. Now it's NFL. You take the NFL out for a season, yeah, they're going to fall. They're going to go down just like the NHL did. I think, like the NHL, if you remember, they kind of had a hard time coming back Um, versus came out of nowhere to pick them up. The ESPN kind of just go away. I don't think that will happen. I think if the NFL was to lose a year and come back, depending on how they're going to stream it, whatever the media might be, it's just going to be full-blown excitement.
1: So then the question then is – how long do you think the NFL will go before they actually employ replacements
0: during that uh, work stoppage? Well, the, well, we're dealing with owners now, and they don't like to lose money. It's all about making money for the owners. So, well, this whole they've CBA got,
1: thing is about money. This whole thing is about money. They've
0: got their, um, they've got their game plan, their profit margins. That I don't know what it is, but I'm giving you an example. All right, we can go six games. But in the seventh game, we got to bring in replacements and start generating revenue. we got to have a game for uh, ESPN to show so we can get our money for the TV rights. Now, whether it doesn't have to be these players here, they can bring replacements in. They're going to cross the line. You're going to have that whole dialect going on again where they'll have the NFL players in the picket line, the bus bringing them in, You know, throwing the rocks and stuff at the bus, all that. You have college studs who couldn't make it in the NFL are going to get their second chance. So, yeah, and I think the people are still going to buy it. It's almost that whole high school rah, 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 want to root for my team. There was a Lions fan who called in the other day. Um, One of the DFN ticket guys just said, I'm done with the Lions. They've lost my whole life. I'm just sick of it. And this guy calls in, how could you? Every year, no matter what, even their they're only 16, I come back the next year with hope. So you got these delusional fans that will say, they'll take anybody in that Honolulu Blue and Silver, especially if – can you imagine if they trent win the Super Bowl with replacement players? <laughs> wow.
1: Well, well, first of all, hope break it down to a rush song, hope is like an endless river and that river just keeps on flowing. So that's why the Lion fans keep doing it. So. They
0: would have gotten their championship. That's all they have is hope. They would have gotten their championship. They want it so bad, but would it really be a value? Well, to Lions fans, I think it would be. They're pragmatic. The end whole, justifies the
1: means. Whatever it takes to get that glory prize, they'll do it. So if replacement players do it, my they're whole still That's the whole point. Counting.
0: If I was going to win it, I want to win with my players, not the, the whatever second line of players, the second chance players. Because every player who got cut, you know who's going to be a stud? Johnny Menzel. They're going to bring him back as a replacement player. All those – that level of player that's in the Kane Football League, this XFL that's being started up uh, by Vince McMahon, the other one, the AAL that just folded.
1: Yeah, all those so, players are going to come back and those are going to – there's your replacement they players right there.
0: The owners have no problem using those players. It's all about making the money, and this is where I say the fan – at first, I thought it was ignorant, but I'm coming to the point where they're stupid because they'll keep going back no matter what the product comes out. A Lions fan is a good example. At some point, you got to realize this organization doesn't care about winning. It's about money. But yet, you got these people that want that championship. So they'll keep going back and pay that money to see a product that's just in, inferior. Yet, if you go to a restaurant and you get inferior food, you go back the next night, you, probably, you would hope not. But these fans just go right back. And they're all open arms, knowing full well we might not win, but I just love it. I'm going to use the mindset of high school. You got to root for your high school team. You would never root for Divine Child if you went to Bishop Borges or Catholic Central. It's always because you, you you're young. It's that no matter what, no matter how bad you are, um, be true to your school. One of yeah, be true to your school. One of the uh, uh, ticket we went. To, I forget what school, but he didn't win a game all four years in high school football. Yet every year, senior year, they went out there, you know, cheering for their team, hoping for that win. The, the mentality goes a little bit more when you get into college, but then when you get to the NFL in the city, now you you must root for the Lions, even though they, whatever, put up you know turds you know, every single year. You must root for them. You must be loyal to your city. Now it's no. It's a business.
1: No, that's exactly it. It's a reflection of the top down. If you look at Illich, he cared about winning. So he brought – even even though the Tigers didn't win, he brought in to try to win, and he won for the Red Wings. The, the Lions owners don't, Fords don't care about winning. They care about making money. They care about packing the seats. I,
0: I won't say what star, but a former long, long time Detroit Tigers star, his wife is now in the, uh, healthcare institute where I, where I work at. And he brought up, want to know why I wasn't a Yankee fan.
1: You, and, you weren't a Tiger fan. You yeah.
0: Mean. Why I wasn't a Tiger fan and why I was a Yankee fan. And I had to literally tell him that literally since I've been around, it's been 68 and 84. Tigers won two world championships. Okay, so for the remaining what thirty some forty some years, it's just pure misery. That's what I have because I live in Detroit. I get two, just two, and the rest I have to suffer. No, I want to go to where it's a contender. They're not going to win every year, but they contend, and they have the owner that wants to win. They're going to pay that luxury tax, and I even uh, brought up to him about the Kansas City, and he even acknowledged that Pittsburgh and Kansas City were using the luxury tax just to put the money in the owners' pockets. They weren't going back and paying the players. You see. New York will pay the luxury tax. They don't care. They want to win. Detroit does not want to pay the luxury tax. And most clubs don't. Now, the guy, uh, Dave Dombrowski, who was the GM for the Tigers, is now in Boston. They're paying a luxury tax. What are they doing? They're off to a bad start this year, but last year. They tore it up. And the bad part is, you know how many ex-Tigers are on that team? There's quite a few. Quite a few. So the point being is yeah, it's not just where, where you live, but they get that high school mentality. I think they have to. With the NFL, we're getting back to the, the union holdout. Owners want their money. They got their profit margins and they've already know what week they're going to hold out and they will bring replacement players in. And I don't even think anyone's worried about it because they will get their money. The TV money's there. Isn't like the old day. Remember when the Pontiac Silverdome, if they didn't sell out, you didn't watch the game?
1: Yeah, the blackouts.
0: And yeah, even to Canada, you got to watch it. Now that isn't happening anymore. If it, it, it's half empty stadium, they still going to televise that because the uh, broadcasting rights have included that. Now there are no blackouts. They're playing such a un- wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't
1: know if it's still the case. I haven't bought a, the package yet, but at least for the hockey. If you, you didn't get to watch the the local, if you you had to watch it on Fox Detroit, you couldn't watch it on the NH on the NHL that came through the season ticket.
0: No, no, correct. No, you are correct. That's absolutely correct, but. Back in the day, even with Fox, before ticket, the NFL sign ticket came out, Fox could not it would be a blackout if the Lions didn't sell out yes. three quarters of the building. And it was like the Friday before. Correct. And that that, that rule is gone. They could literally be an empty stadium, and they're still going to show that game because the revenue's still coming from the TV contract. So the owners don't care anymore. They're going to get their money from the TV contracts. The players wanted more of that, and I think the last of they gave up less. So a little bit. They're having a collar about getting less money, and the owners getting more. This is all about again. It goes to like the owners getting so much money when they're the owner. It's kind of breaks down about Dallas Forty. When you say it's a sport, I'd say it's a business. Every it's single a business time. It's a sport. But if you want well, Jerry Richardson, now the NFL just made him sell his team, but he used to play and he bought a team. And I think Michael Jordan, Derek Jeter. There are a few players that can become an owner, but they were wise with their money. Not every player can do that. Mario Lemieux. There you go. Wise with his money. I think Gretzky has a part ownership in um, the Oilers. The point being is not every player can do that.
1: Wasn't it Arizona? I could be wrong about Gretzky. I thought he had, but I don't know. It might be.
0: It it, it might be the Coyotes, but he has a a stake in a team. Like Jordan, he's with the Wizards, now with the Bulls. These guys were smart enough to save their money, but they're not players now. They're owners. It's about making money. They have their profit margins, and they're going to hit that period no matter what. So at the end of the day, yes, they're going to come back. They're going to bring replacement players in, It'll be a long strike, and I think the next year, halfway through, they'll settle.
1: Now, this is a separate issue, but I would like to see what would have happened if Mario was playing and owning the Penguins, if they would have went on strike. What would have happened?
0: He would have have had that strike against himself. There's there's a a weird situation to be in, cognitive interest, if there was one. Yes, it's true. But if you guys have anything, especially about the union, I know there are a lot of people out there who feel very differently about the union. So please, get a hold of us. It's a pro-union
1: state. Yes, so get a hold of us. Let us hear it. You can get a hold of us once again at granddesignspodcast.com. Our email is granddesignspodcast at Yahoo. The Twitter is at granddesignspod. And our handle for Instagram is granddesignspodcast. This is the Grand Designs Podcast. Who are you listening to?